As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And welcome back, Obscurians, to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me, he's the only attorney who specializes in cartoon law. It's... <laughs> it's your hell. How are you doing, Steven? I'm doing great, I, and I'm gonna really need uh, I'm gonna need you to defend me in an upcoming case <laughs> just involving cartoon oh, really? law. Yeah, it's uh, we can't really talk about it on air, but um, I'm just let just letting you know, just letting you know ahead of time. Okay, okay. sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> but I'm doing great. How are thanks. you? I'm doing uh, fantastic, Steve. I've, I've had my uh, OCP breakfast, <laughs> super flakes. Uh, so I am the, the super what? flakes. Yeah, yeah, super flakes. Thank you. That's what it's called. Uh, a super flake is what some uh, women I've dated in the past may refer to me no, as. No, but uh, <laughs> or they hey, refer yeah. to me as, "Hey, you over there by the bushes." Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. All right. So yeah, to, today is the last uh, last episode of uh, Robo Vember, uh, part four of four, if you will. And uh, we are discussing a random, seemingly random episode of the uh, RoboCop uh, TV show, uh, guest starring uh, Roddy Piper, uh, one of my uh, favorite wrestlers, and uh, sort of one of yeah, you're, you're obsessed. With I'm you're obsessed. obsessed. With I mean, I would say if he was alive, you'd have a restraining order. <laughs> it's probably. I'd say he's up there on my Mount Rushmore, though. Uh, him and Sting and Flair, and I've never really thought about the fourth one. Huh? And another Roddy Piper. <laughs> well, well, what are your thoughts on Roddy Piper? I don't know. He's great. All He's right. great. I All mean, right. uh, I like him a lot. I I wish he would have done uh, more TV and film because I. Uh, He's a pretty uh, fun character. Actor. I think there's more out there than you realize, because <laughs> there's there's so many like Canadian like direct to like Cinemax movies and uh, B movies that I don't think it's possible to watch them all. But um, but we're gonna try. <laughs> well, maybe maybe next year we'll have a Roddy Vember. Well, uh, I've been thinking that uh, when WrestleMania rolls around um, for that month. We should watch nothing but movies starring wrestlers. What do you think of that? Okay, I'm I'm fine. I I, I have thought of uh, suggesting like a month of just Hulk Hogan movies and or TV. Could take that too, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, we've uh, already done so many. <laughs> <laughs> we've only scratched the surface. It's true. It's uh, true. Uh, so should we? Oh, before we uh, dive a little deeper, <laughs> deep into RoboCop. I have to mention that there are only four days left of the uh, Escape to Earth uh, Kickstarter. Escape to Earth is the comic book uh, I wrote. Uh, We're on uh, issue three, which we're uh, trying to kickstart right now. And uh, if I remember, I will play a promo for the comic uh, at the end. It's uh, it's a fun time. Lots of uh, action and adventure and uh, dinosaurs. Uh, Everyone's favorite who grew up uh, in the 80s. But... uh, 
surprisingly no uh, Roddy Piper erotica. <laughs> uh, well, there's one. a if that was a right. There's issue pros or, in the back. Like, like I call it the fanfic section, and it's a yeah, or mm, Roddy okay. fic, if you will. Um, but mm, Rodvik, mm. there, even better. Um, so, uh, yeah, are you ready to dive a little deeper into RoboCop TV show? Let's do it. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, first question first. Have you ever watched a single episode of RoboCop the TV series? I don't think so. Um, in, in fact, I'm very sure I didn't because I did not recognize this guy playing RoboCop mm-hmm. at all. Uh, I do remember seeing commercials for it uh, and just thinking it didn't look great. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was like 13 mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I th- This is like, uh, you know, see, around season uh, six and seven of TNG. Ooh. So I had bigger <laughs> fish to fry. If you will I had bigger phasers to uh, sodomize set to stun <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> bigger face I had another bald uh middle-aged man in my <laughs> life already <laughs> oh, man, I've never, that would make an interesting team up uh Captain Picard and a RoboCop uh I've, now there's some fanfic for you there buddy um it wouldn't surprise me if there's a crossover comic. Yeah, right? Yeah, there's some weird ones. Uh, I don't even think I mentioned back when uh, we were reviewing the uh, RoboCop uh, comic book that there is a free comic book day RoboCop Stargate SG-1 crossover comic book. Like, what a what a weird crossover. I don't really see how that could work, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I you know, one, you know, I, I don't know if maybe we want to do a whole month of it, but, you know, we could definitely do, like, weird crossovers, co- comic book crossovers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there, there is a Star Trek X-Men crossover. I remember um, it, yeah. I didn't read it, but I remember it happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think there's a few of them, because I, I, there's, like, one with the original series, and I know that there's a TNG one. And I, I've never read them, so but I don't think that they're like tied in together. So I guess one was so successful, Steve. But I think you're uh, they're ignoring do the prime directive, though, and that's if if Professor X and Captain Picard like shake hands, then the world implodes upon itself. Like, didn't you know that? <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of Time Cop. Uh. <laughs> that is Time Cop, uh, but. I don't know how it works with uh, when one actor plays, you know, two iconic like characters from science fiction. But uh, I, I have a feeling that's what would happen. No, you, you can t- you can even kiss yourself. It's fine. <laughs> right. Oh, that man. What was I watching? Where, a little time smooch some, oh, is what it's called. Uh, that uh, last night I was hate watching the uh, Sim- the new Simpsons Halloween episode, uh, and it's terrible. Don't watch it. It's not funny. Uh, but there's an episode where Homer's burp like becomes, I don't know, toxic, and he basically he turns everyone into uh, in Springfield into him, and including Marge. And there's a he like opens the door, and he you think he's gonna be horrified, but he's like, oh Marge, you're beautiful, and he starts making out with her. So technically, he's like making out with himself. So really disgusting stuff. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, and that's what passes as a comedy these days on the Simpsons. Uh, anyway, 
So, uh, all right, RoboCop, the series, uh, lasted for one season, 23 episodes, and uh, the series premiered March 14th, 1994, uh, in Canada and the U.S., and yes, much like Prime Directives, this is uh, Canadian-produced. In fact, uh, they were trying to get the lead here, whose name is uh, Richard Eden, to be RoboCop and Prime Directives, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Uh, and we got, um, what was his name again? <laughs> the Hitchhiker. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, his name will come back to me. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think the, 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 the other guy from the RoboCop Prime Directives mm-hmm. was a better visual. Uh, oh, I agree. Look, had a better look mm-hmm. for RoboCop. But uh, this RoboCop moves better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but neither move as well as the original. Right. Like, it's weird um, because I feel like... We probably should have done this one first because this RoboCop compared to the other versions that we've encountered is kind of boring. <laughs> he's he's like not yes. flawed enough. Like say what you will about Prime Directive's RoboCop, it's like he's too short, he's got a weird voice and he's always like crying and stuff, but you'll never forget that. <laughs> like the uh, the TV series one is so slow and uh, anyway we'll uh, we'll we'll talk more about him uh, in a second but uh, we are we were talking about which episode we should uh, cover of this and of course we usually like to do the pilot but like we already watched one RoboCop TV pilot in Prime Directives earlier so we're trying to figure it out and I don't know how I uh, ran across it I guess it was when I was doing my research for this and I was like what Roddy Piper met RoboCop. I assume whenever you're doing any research, like you just add and Roddy Piper to your search <laughs> string. Like you'll be like, oh, Street Sharks and Roddy yeah. Piper. Too bad he wasn't. <laughs> Piper by some Mike and Roddy. Just in the hopes that Roddy Piper will somehow be attached to the I see you're familiar with my uh, research methods. <laughs> Please don't tell yes. anyone else. Uh, <laughs> they're, that's how they actually research stuff uh, in NASA. Well, it's the authorities let me know about it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't podcast in real life, because uh, yeah, I'm not allowed within um, certain you know, city limits of things. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we decided on Season 1, Episode 14, RoboCop versus Commander Cash. And this episode premiered July 4th, 1994, and here is a synopsis. Children are rioting and stealing all over the city as RoboCop faces his most formidable opponent, a nutcase who believes he's a real-life version of OCP's superhero, Commander Cash. And uh, this is directed by... uh, Alan Eastman, no relation to Kevin Eastman, who created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sure you were all thinking that. I know you were thinking that, you hell. I actually was wondering. <laughs> no relation. And uh, I don't want to steal your thunder here, buddy, but uh, we have a Star Trek connection here. Because uh, Mr. Eastman uh, directed both uh, a DS9 episode and Voyager. And the aforementioned Stargate, which has no relation to Star Trek. But more importantly, hell, more importantly, even more important than Sliders and Tech War, which he also directed, he directed an episode of the Ultraverse character Nightman. I know you were. I know you're excited wow. about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you really did uh, your, your homework there. Yeah, he's actually the uh, only Star Trek connection, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, he directed uh, two pretty good episodes of Voyager, though. I'm not sure which one he directed of DS9. 
But uh, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and run it. I'm I'm so proud of myself. Here we go. Ah! Oh no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! All right, and uh, continuing on. Uh, oh, one thing I would like to mention. He directed an episode of Dracula the series. Do you remember Dracula the series? I can't say that I do. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, basically, it's exactly what you think it is. Just a, a group of vampire hunters trying to take down Dracula, who's like a businessman or something in current day. We might need to add it to the list. But I, I do like the fact that uh, we have another tech war connection, because we had one last week when we were reviewing the RoboCop comic. Remember that? Remember that, buddy? Yeah, it's weird. There, I feel like there's been uh, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tech war connections like we could probably just do uh start doing tech war connections <laughs> we're just going to be a tech war uh podcast from here on out all right like i don't know i'm I'm kind of excited about doing uh tech yeah war. no me too me too um but we'll i think uh we're gonna come out of the gate swinging in january with <laughs> tech war <laughs> it's a tech battle we might have to do a whole a whole shatner version oh absolutely uh so we have dual writers here on this particular episode of robocop one was just not enough and uh i believe uh i don't know if they were a team possibly married at one time but uh it's the the writers are denny's mccoy and pamela hickey you ever eat at denny's mccoy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i i, I can't say that that, that i right. have but anyway, they worked on all of these shows together, uh, Tiny Toons Adventures, The Real Ghostbusters, DuckTales, Cops, Fighting Crime in the Future Time, uh, the Beetlejuice animated series, and of course, our previously covered Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, so uh, that's about it uh, for me. Who were some of the thespians who performed in this episode of RoboCop? All right, so first up, we have um, the man that plays uh alex murphy slash robocop richard eden um <laughs> he's got a real weird uh list of credits to his name like he was in something called some mothers do album <laughs> d-o apostrophe a-v-e apostrophe e-m uh i'm gonna and the description... i'm gonna go on a lot out on a limb and say that's this some sort of like french canadian produced like local film or something so it was a TV series, and I believe you're right uh, about the production, though. But the the weird thing is, like from the description, it just sounds like like a knockoff Mr. Bean. Oh. It's, it just says, "Accident prone Frank Spencer fails to navigate the simplest tax, tasks of life while also trying to look after his wife and baby." Now, so I don't know. I just that, that yeah. Was I mean, I've never seen Richard Eden in anything else, but having only see him play uh, RoboCop, I can't imagine this guy doing comedy. <laughs> You don't remember him from uh, his episode of Silk Stockings? <laughs> Only Silk Stockings Jr., of course. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, but yeah, no, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was also in uh, an episode of um, Earth Final Conflict, which comes up just about as often Tech as War, sure. Tech War, I, I feel mm -hmm. like. But uh, and, and then the only, I mean, he's really been in nothing like, right. of note, mm -hmm. though, uh, or at least where his part was of note. But... I did notice that I can't remember what TV series it was, but he had a character that he played with with the coolest uh, name in the '80s, Brick Wallace. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so I think that was the soap opera. But anyways, 
Uh, he's our he's this week's crappy RoboCop. <laughs> uh, then we've got Yvette Nipar, N-I-P-A-R. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Nipar. I don't know. Uh, she is playing Detective Lisa Madigan. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, was in Twenty One Jump Street for a few episodes, like like the original show, not the the, uh, movie. yeah. the movies or whatever. The last thing she did was Walking Tall, Lone Justice, starring uh, religious fanatic Kevin Sorbo. And, uh, exactly, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Right. We're gonna have to watch that someday. <laughs> We really are. How do you go from pool boy to... Well, I mean, it's all a grift for him. I'm right. sure he's just, like, milking these religious people for all they're mm-hmm. worth, you know? Um, anyways, uh, Kevin Sorbo, he's insane. Uh, and uh, that's the last thing she ever mm-hmm. did. Um, so, kind of uh, weird mm-hmm. that she did the two Kevin Sorbo walking tall movies. That's right, folks. <laughs> There's two. Are you trying to imply <laughs> that, like, Kevin Sorbo like made her quit the business. Is that what you're implying? Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> All right, then we've got David Gardner. He's playing the uh, OCP chairman. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but again, like nothing where he had like a huge uh, part mm-hmm. where you know you would remember him from it. Uh, he hasn't done anything since 2010 when he was in something called A Windigo Tale. <laughs> what, dude, what's your favorite scene from A Windigo oh, Tale, Oh, where Steven? the Windigo goes, and then, uh, and then yeah, David that's Gardner right, then runs we... away and screams. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Sarah Campbell. She plays Gadget, uh, the child, and every time they said her name, I just kept thinking of uh, Gadget from Rescue Rangers. Oh, I was thinking of Inspector um, Gadget, but, I mean, hey, we always have Gadget from Rescue Rangers on our mind. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So she didn't do a lot of stuff, um, and we're just going to move All on. All right. Uh, then we've got Roddy Piper, ooh, Steve's... Ooh, ooh. Uh, the object of Steve's affection. I love how any uh, any wrestler I like, from Sting to Roddy Piper, I'm just obsessed with. I can't just be a, a regular fan. Well, I've heard that you have told uh, your wife that the Roddy Piper mask stays on. <laughs> oh, you uh, bastard! Luckily, she doesn't. <laughs> you know what I Luckily, mean. she doesn't listen anymore, so that's not getting edited out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I see. I was just gonna assume that you were the one wearing it, but uh, wow. <laughs> You're still a bastard. You're still a bastard. All right. <laughs> so he's been um, in quite a few things. Obviously, probably best known as a professional mm-hmm. wrestler. I think they oh, live yeah. is probably his best known uh, film mm-hmm. or non wrestling mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, he's. I I, I think it would be a toss up these days between they live and uh, his appearance is in. Uh, it's always sunny. Oh yeah, Adam. Yeah. So sure. I think. I think a lot of people know for him the normies. Too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways. Moving right along, we've got Barry Flatman. Um, he plays Simon Atwater in a <laughs> very campy, over-the-top. <laughs> He's a Barry Flatman. Didn't you hear? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he was also in Earth Final mm, Conflict, by nice. the way. Um, and Tech War, I believe uh, I saw earlier. Uh, yep, he was in an episode of Tech mm. War. Um but yeah, he's been—he's one of these guys that he's been in a ton of stuff. Like I recognize his face, but I mean, you know, I couldn't pick him his name. I out feel of like most well, most of these people are that way. 
Yeah, th- th- this is like a cast of, you know, typical working actors, but they're all like mid Yeah, in Canada, it's just like, ooh, we can't shoot RoboCop like in actual Detroit. Let's, let's take it to Canada where we can get everyone who, you know, work for like half the amount of money and uh, tax credits. Yeah, they just, they, just, they just work for a couple, they just throw a couple of loons, <laughs> uh, what are they called, loonies, their way? What do they use? For money? Or... <laughs> Yeah, don't they have don't they have a don't they have a coin called a loony? I've never heard of that. I was gonna say they work for syrup and poutine. So they have uh, there, there's a Canadian coin called a loony, and uh, it looks like there might also be a toonie. Actually, so, yes, they are working for. I just wish you were a little more culture. <laughs> they're working for locks of Bret Hart's hair. That's what they're working for. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he can never like cut it exactly. short. He has to just keep the Canadian economy alive. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along, we've got uh, Lisa Howard, who plays Brittany, another kind of over-the-top, campy, silly performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what she was in, Steve? Silk Stockings. Earth, Final oh. Conflict. <laughs> Dang it. Um, all these people were like yeah, in Earth, Final right? Conflict, uh, which is kind of uh, funny. But uh, she was like in 49 episodes, so she, I, that, that might be the whole series or most mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I, I like I've seen a few episodes of Earth Final Conflict, and I, I'm guessing that's where I recognize mm-hmm. her from. Um, but uh, she was also in Valley of the Dolls, which is I think where like she kind of end days of our lives. She had like a shit ton of episodes mm-hmm. there, so I think those are like her three big things. Sure. Um, anyways, and last but not least, I want to mention that we've got Matt Cook, mm-hmm. who plays Barry Lehman slash Commander mm-hmm. Cash. So. Uh, but Roddy Piper plays Well, he Commander was the Cash. Commander Cash at the very beginning, the one that Roddy Piper... Oh, okay, he's the yes, original Commander yes. Cash that Roddy Piper... Stole the um, suit from. You know, ties mm-hmm. up, and, uh, you know, he's like, like, Matt Cook lived out your fantasy. He got tied up <laughs> by Roddy Piper. He, his clothes were removed from him by Roddy Matt, Piper. Matt, call me. I want to hear all about it. uh anyway so yeah he's got a very small scene but uh another guy that's in a bunch of stuff um that uh but you don't know right and that's pretty much the cast that i felt was important for this and i agree with you although the store manager was played by keith knight they call him kk for short i just think that's a that's a fun name keith knight uh but uh anyway (laughs) uh shall shall we dive into the episode uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. All right, so uh, we are outside, it's daytime, and up on, on the screen it says, Time, the near future, place, Detroit. A fancy limousine takes a turn in the street, and inside the limo we see uh, Atwater, the head of o- OCP. In the movies he's called uh, the old man here, he's just called the chairman. I guess they thought old man is too insulting or something. They don't want to be ageist. Yeah. Uh, and then there are two kids and uh, Atwater's assistant, and they're watching um, like a, a commercial on the TV that's inside the limo. That's how you know fancy they are, because back in the 90s, well, I guess this isn't technically the 90s. should probably mention that the series, much like uh, Prime Directives, it takes place like... Uh, uh, like six, seven years after the first movie, and it ignores RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3, if anyone uh, was keeping track. Uh, so these two kids are wearing... Well, this, but but it is technically the 90s, because this series... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're saying that... 
because the series came out in 94. Right, right. Well, I'm yeah, at first I was referring to our timeline. And then I was like, wait a minute, are they even in the 90s? Uh, it's a... Yeah, because RoboCop came out in right, 87. Right. So the first technically, movie, so yeah, six, seven this years is later. the 90s. Technically, mathematically. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, these two kids are wearing 3D glasses. They watch a commercial on TV. It's a very well animated commercial for uh, Commander Cash Superflakes. And um, uh, the Mr. Atwater says, um, or no, uh, the, the chairman, he turns to Atwater and goes, uh, are these your kids, Atwater? And he's like, no, sir. Uh, these are your kids. And like the, the OCB chairman gets all, what? <laughs> yeah. what? He like gets the vapors for a second. And then Atwater's like, oh no, these are just actors uh, playing your kids. <laughs> well, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't know, Steve. Like, what happened when everybody got in the limo? Uh, nobody explained why these children right. are there to anyone, and everybody's just assuming that they're each other's kids and just along for it's the ride. It's so weird. Like, if they they could have made this make sense if they were like on their way to some sort of um, like PR event where he wanted to show off that he's like a all around family kind of grandfathery type. But it's just like, oh no, <laughs> I just. Atwater is just like, no, I just hired these kids to hang around, which is really, really weird. Well, well, he's well, it's weird because he's like, I hired these kids to be your grandkids. Yeah. Um, like what? Just like hang around in life like 24 yeah. seven. Like so weird. It's so weird. But like, I get it. They want, uh, you know, the opening uh, image to like reinforce their theme of uh, yeah. what's going on. But but also this implies that these kids have been hired to play the son and daughter of one of Atwater's real <laughs> no no kids? not Atwater the, the chairman the chairman oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry the chairman yeah 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 the OCP mm -hmm. chairman so I mean I don't know it's very weird but like everyone's like plays it so campy uh -huh. and everyone plays it for what it is like ridiculous oh, yeah, you, um, so if it works mm, oddly you enough. definitely have to suspend your disbelief I would say not just with this episode but with the entirety of the RoboCop TV series, because I've tried to rewatch the pilot a couple of times, like before we were like doing this show, just because it was like on Tubi or whatever. And it's just so jarring, as you're gonna see as we move forward in the episode. You've got RoboCop, who I you know, grew up like watching mow guys down with his uh, massive gun. But he doesn't shoot anybody in this because it's, you know, it's for kids. And he brings out his huge gun and you're waiting for him to blow guys away. But instead, he just, like, shoots a little tracker thing on him or, uh, I mean, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Like, I had put in my notes that I've seen more violence in an episode of Care Bears <laughs> than I have in this. Like, this is basically, like, if you, this is RoboCop in the style of 1960s Adam West. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, man, that's that's going in a TikTok for sure. And, and spoiler alert, I think it kind of yep, works. Yep. At least this episode. I, I mean, I don't know All about right. the others. Well, I'm say no more. We're going to move on. Uh, so Atwater says the cereal is uh, selling like hotcakes, and then they basically continue watching the commercial. And then uh, we cut to uh, RoboCop um, in a... Slightly different police cruiser. Um, this time, it's not a Taurus anymore. This time, it's a Mustang. I don't know. I feel I feel a need to uh, mention that. Uh, looks uh, same color though. Well, it looks pretty decent. But anyway, he's pursuing this large truck. 
Um, and then uh, they end up at a monster truck rally, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, he exits the car. Um, you're from the South, so you would think it's <laughs> kind of cool. I get it. It makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised they even allow monster truck rallies in Canada. I figured they'd be too loud or something. Um, mm, yes. But uh, he exits the car, and you're like, you're ready to you know, watch Robo, you know, you know, beat up some thugs or something. He opens the truck door, and it's kids at the steering wheel of the truck. And you're like, what? And uh, that's basically the cold open. Uh, what did you think when you when you saw who was piloting the truck? Yeah, so you're talking about like the van where like that was. Yeah, stolen. yeah, it's like a U-Haul truck or van, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like one of those like Econo yeah, yeah, vans exactly. or whatever. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty good, decent little cold mm. open. Uh, it made the show like I will say this feels for for the '90s. Obviously, it's not going to be like prestige TV like these days, but it feels like a big budget show. Like it comes yeah. off uh, pretty, you know, pr pr pretty well done. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like the cold open. I, I was looking forward to RoboCop shooting these kids. But, <laughs> I knew uh, it. Nope. I knew it. I was like, oh, man, Yael's going to love this episode because he hates kids so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, kids are the bad guys. We should it's lock like, them all only up. Which they do start to yeah. do. They start like <laughs> processing the kids <laughs> when we come back from the, uh, the the opening theme. What did you think about the uh, the theme song? Oh, theme? I was just about to ask you that. Um, yeah, I like the fact that it is a sort of a reworking of the original uh, movie theme. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like a variation. Yeah, very. Uh, I'd say brighter. You know, more for uh, more almost sort of as you said. Item West Batman, I'd say super heroic, if you will. Like, yeah, yeah, like almost a team. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a very, very bright. Um, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, and you actually get clips, of a couple clips from the movie in, in the opening, which I also enjoy. And uh, of course, after it plays, we cut to uh, a media break. And uh, they are reporting on the cops <laughs> arresting eight-year-olds all over Detroit. And uh, then we get an interview with Atwater, who we find out is the creator of Commander Cash. And uh, who yes. do we have here? I see we have a creative KB up. A half hour late is a half hour full. No fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. So Creative KV is in the chat mm -hmm. for those that are on audio only uh, And if you are audio only You should be joining us live on uh, almost every Sunday mm -hmm. um, Lately we've been like doing the live ones at three around 3pm 3 mm -hmm. um, Eastern time uh, But sometimes we do them at 6 uh, we, we really need to settle down on a time Great, yeah absolutely And uh, if if you, you're just joining us for RoboCop content, you should still subscribe just so we can let you know if we ever cover RoboCop again. <laughs> just for yeah, that. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but you but you can participate in the show in the chat. We do our best to keep up with the chat, which usually it's pretty yeah. easy to keep up with. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the kids are getting processed, mm. uh, which I just thought was hilarious <laughs> that they're like processing the kids. So I do like that, even though, like I said, this is very much like robocop if it was 1960s adam west kind of a version mm -hmm. of it like it still retains some of that comedic dystopia oh sure future yeah, they, of the movies yeah, they have the uh the satire in here uh so yeah definitely not as in your face as in the movies but um 
you uh, you have seen uh, RoboCop two, right? Do you, you remember you yeah, remember yeah. the scene where he goes in and like the kids like saw or T ball team is like robbing a hardware store and like RoboCop has to apprehend them. Uh, do do you remember that scene? Uh, I don't remember well, that, that. No, I mean I, I probably haven't seen uh, RoboCop two since I saw it in theaters. Oh, wow. I should have told you to rewatch yeah. it for this, but uh, anyway, too late. We're we're almost done. <laughs> uh, oh, Smoke Monster is in the chat as well. He said, "Robo Yo, uh, hello, Smoke. Thanks yes, for joining." Thank you, man. Every, everyone's showing up. <laughs> Two people. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, all right. So um, let's see. No, all right. So yeah, now we cut to the the Robo Lab. You know, the place where he's always sitting in his chair. Uh, this time he's got the uh, the male lab tech. His uh, name escapes me at the moment, but um, he's just sort of sitting there. And then Officer Madigan comes in. She's uh, ranting and raving uh, about having to process all these kids and then having to deal with their uh, parents. Um, I don't know. I would say definitely a uh, a, a future uh, cat owner. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, and then she also mentions that she has to go to the OCP Omni Ball uh, to take uh, the ca- captain's uh, kid to see Commander Cash. Like, I don't know why it's an officer's duty to do that. I mean, I guess in the show, she and the captain are friends or whatever. But then RoboCop mentions that he's going to be there, too, for crowd control, because I think that is the best use of your million-dollar cyborg for crowd control. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, so at this crowd of children, uh, there's no parents. Oh, wait, wait, we haven't gotten there uh, yet. But, yeah, you are absolutely right. Okay, okay. It doesn't make any sense. Um, So uh, at the very end of the scene, uh, Gadget shows up, and then she – she blows up this a uh, bag of guts, which I forgot to mention is uh, one of the commercials that the uh, the kids are watching in the limo. It says um, that I guess the cereal comes with a free bag of guts. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. I guess uh, I'd say it's mm. more more of one of those sort of robo satirical things. If you I don't know, what do you think? I'm sorry. What do I the think bag about of guts? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get that as a toy because it just like explodes and gets fake blood everywhere. I think it's there um, for the kids who are watching. But yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mm. I mean, it's funny, but it, it, it like makes zero sense. Which I mean, we could say that about <laughs> so many things, and we will, and we will. <laughs> so uh, cut two. We're at a massive mall, and they have a theme park indoors. Uh, I think that's probably. I don't. I can't remember the name of that huge mall in Canada, but I know they had like one. At one point, they had one of the largest malls in the world with like an indoor theme park. The uh, the Bret Hart <laughs> Wayne Gretzky shopping. That must be it. I believe that must be called. it. So uh, OCP. <laughs> this this is so random. The head the OCP chairman at Atwater ride on a kids train and like discuss uh, sales or something, uh, which. I mean, I think it's funny because they could have just had them, you know, walking around like uh, in the sort of typical way. But the director was like, nah, you guys are going to ride on the kids train. <laughs> That's right. And they're like so close it's together. So like their their thighs are practically like chafing <laughs> each other, you know, yeah. like. Um, and then we see like the POV of someone entering Commander Cash's a dressing room. Then we cut back to the um, chairman. Uh, ch- the chairman sends one of his lackeys over to ask a RoboCop to pose 
with uh, no no chairman himself asked robocop to pose with commander cash of course robocop doesn't want to do that because he's all about uh, the work but uh, he does anyway then we see someone tie up the actor who's going to play commander cash and steal the costume and again living out your dream of being tied up by roddy thank Piper. you for mentioning that again yes thank you <laughs> well you know it was important to me that the chat that uh, this that at the beginning so oh, uh for those that missed it steven has a little bit of a uh obsession i am a with big roddy fan piper. of roddy piper that's all there is to it um nothing more <laughs> So Commander okay. Cash arrives, and he and RoboCop shake hands. Then Commander Cash addresses uh, the crowd of kids from a podium, and he tells the kids that everything is free to take you what you want. So the kids, like, basically riot and uh, steal everything. Uh, unfortunately, well, Yehel is thinking, unfortunately, RoboCop can't shoot the kids because of his prime directives. So he pretty much just stands there looking impressive, holding his gun. Uh, then uh, Commander Cash picks up Atwater and throws him off the stage, and he tells RoboCop to arrest Atwater because he's in violation of cartoon law. And this is our first mention of cartoon law. What did you think about when you heard that phrase? Boy, I was I, I became very worried <laughs> about the rest of this episode uh, when he said uh, car cartoon law. Um, and yeah, uh, Robocop also does like a database search mm -hmm. for cartoon law. And, right. Like, oh, big surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Shocking. Uh, by the way, creative KV, uh, said in the chat that he watched like one Robocop clip on YouTube and now like the YouTube algorithm suggestion is robo inflated. Like it's just like, well, robo I hope all the they're time. suggesting these episodes, um, but I mean, you've already heard them all. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> But yeah, I, I was a little worried as to where this mm -hmm. was going to go uh, at this juncture. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, this isn't where he, no, this isn't where RoboCop tags him, actually. No. Um, how is it that he gets away again? This is the, the, uh, the, the commander, jetpack, I think, is what happens. That's yeah. right. That's right. So uh, he jetpacks mm -hmm. his way through the roof mm -hmm. of the mall, and we get some, the roof of the mall is like, uh, glass and we get some like very bad CG glass sure, that like, falls sure, sure. down as he breaks mm -hmm. through it. So this is our first time seeing um, a Roddy as uh, Commander Cash. Like, what do you, what do you think of his performance? Oh, Piper's mm. great in this. Is that what you want to hear, Steve? Oh, Piper's I want to so hear good. your unabashed mm. truth, your opinion. No, Roddy yes. Piper is good. At I mean, I, I was surprised he, you know, sometimes his like accent, his like Canadian accent, like leaks through in a lot of his performances. It only happens like once or twice in this one. He does a great job playing. I mean, it's, I remember in the 90s, there was a trope going around of like insane, like superhero characters. Uh, but yeah, he does a great job uh, with this one. And yeah, after he jetpacks out of the mall, which I was just like, I think I'm gonna like this episode after he jetpacked his way out. Um, I was like, why are there yeah. no parents? Because the kids are just going nuts. Robocop is just standing there and there's Atwater and the chairman. Yeah, there's no parents like to is that how things are in, in yeah, Canada? I I guess that's cartoon <laughs> law. I don't know what to tell you, Steve. Uh but yeah, like the commander says, you know, oh everything's mm -hmm. free, the kids go crazy, and the only people that are there to stop them are like ten cops and Robocop. 
uh, who's dying to shoot these kids, but he can't. Um, Creative KV in the chat said that uh, also YouTube keeps sharing our Care Bears video and a bunch of other furry content. Yes. Thanks, guys. Our very violent Care Bears video. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ronnie Piper in this costume is kind of the equivalent of a furry Rodney oh, for Steve. Oh, God, that's uh, awful. Maybe accurate. I don't know. I'll think about that. Uh, oh, I'm sure you'll <laughs> spend a lot of time thinking so, about it. So down. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I will say, though, just one thing about Roddy's performance. His performance, like pretty much everybody else's, with the exception of RoboCop, of course, is oh, pretty campy, 100%. pretty over yes. the top. Especially um, water, as we're going to see. Atwater becomes like more and more like over the top, like, and he starts off, I would say, yes, like at a seven. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so he's already starting pretty over the yes. top, and by the end of the episode, he is off the. Uh, he's basically scale. up there with like the animated Cobra Commander, like Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. Uh, anyway, you, you'll see. Okay, so we cut to. We're at Officer Madigan's, and she's uh, chastising a gadget uh, while they watch more Commander Cash commercials. And uh, I've got to mention this uh, before we continue any further. How fitting is it? Now, you've seen They Live, right? And you know the whole premise with the glasses and everything. And now here Roddy Piper is again. This time, it's uh, basically he's in an episode that's all about like mind control for kids, and they do it with three D glasses. How how fitting is that? Uh, yeah, I you know they probably weren't <laughs> thinking about that, but I can see how you uh, being obsessed with and Marty John Piper. Carpenter and the movie They <laughs> Live uh, for sure, uh, which. Uh, Go ahead. Well, Steve, how would you describe? Uh, Roddy Piper's Commander Cash uh, Commander. costume. Oh, it's costume, a very cartoony. Cash. I mean, to look like the cartoon that we watched at the beginning, it's like, um, man, aqua green almost or teal. Yeah, it's like, like uh, yeah, like the worst yeah. colors. I I really like, don't like. With the purple yeah, I would cape. never use those colors uh, on any characters I created. And then he's got a ridiculous sort of quaffed like plastic hair that's blonde yeah all right there he's back and he's got the two two c's well, on his uh, chest as creative kv says in the chat i don't think that's hair <laughs> yeah it's uh, plastic <laughs> yeah i know please creative don't 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 steve doesn't need your help uh with his roddy fantasies yeah his pipers i, I can handle it all on my own thank you um so where were we um all right so yeah, uh, Commander Cash mm-hmm. has escaped. So we're, yeah, we're back um, at the Robo Lab, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, we were at Madigan's briefly, and she's uh, chewing out Gadget, who's watching more Commander Cash commercials. Now we're at the Robo Lab. Robo asks his lab tech about cartoon law, which <laughs> sounds stupid. Uh, and basically, he yeah, RoboCop is uh, is yeah. an idiot now. Basically, he way. explains <laughs> that uh, you know it's like good guys win and bad guys lose more or less. And then RoboCop has a flashback to like he and his uh, son um, watching a cartoon of something. Yeah. Cause the cause, cause the lab text like, Oh, did you ever watch cartoons or right. something like that? And then, RoboCop which is a, not a bad touch to reinforce what's going on in the, uh, in the story here. Um, and then uh, uh, Madigan enters and he scans the, uh, the cereal box 
and it says on there to obey Commander Cash because no other parent in all of Canada, I mean Detroit, has ever thought to like put the 3D glasses on and to look at the box on their own. Um, but uh, that's... Yeah, it's like a hidden subliminal <laughs> yeah, message. Not even all that well hidden. But uh, no, so now we cut to uh, Madigan uh, visits Atwater and um, she basically uh, interrogates him about the hidden messages. And uh, then this is when Atwater really starts uh, hamming it up. He even goes so far as to like, mm, he like, he Mr. Burns it a couple of times, like doing this little mm -hmm. number. And then he uh, calls down this, uh, it was kind of hard to figure out what it was. Just like from the ceiling drops these like dual sort of gun looking things. Yeah, yeah, it's implied it's some kind of weapon that he drops down because he's done with Detective Matt again. He wants her to leave, and he's like, oh, I think this Yeah, yeah, hold on, let me do over. it. I think this conversation is over. Like, just, something, <laughs> yeah, just something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he, he's real, like, uh, I don't know, like, like, it's so hard to explain. Like, he's, like, unhinged, but in oh, a very cartoony yeah. kind I of was way. definitely on board at this point with Atwater and his performance. Uh so Same. then uh, Madigan goes and interviews his uh, assistant, uh, Brittany, um, who, like, you, you see her, and, oh, why don't you describe, I mean, obviously she's an attractive woman, but uh, she's got, like, this ridiculous wig, and you kind of wonder why it's there, but it actually, not. A, and you also even wonder why she's there. You're like, why do we have to have this, uh, you know, the typical sort of sexy assistant who is adding nothing at this point to the story, but she actually comes into play later. Uh, were you at? Were... Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is uh, she's reading mm -hmm. like a book, right? When it's when she's introduced, and it's like a romance novel. And the way the camera has it hand panning, it's almost she's like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like she's like having. Yeah, an like orgasm. man, this must be for the dads and... who are watching RoboCop the series back then. Yeah, and the way it's shot for like. I would say half of the scene, you only see like one of her hands holding the book, kind of the way they shot it. So I, I'm like, are they trying to imply that she's like pleasuring herself was... and, and reading at the same time? I guess that's how you had to do it back in the 1800s. Because <laughs> you know, it's a romance novel. She's going, mm, right. you know, she's moaning and and whatever, and you can't see one of her hands for a little bit. So, I mean, I expect yeah. that from Silk Stockings Junior., but not RoboCop the series. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, so, uh, basically, yeah, I'm more of a silk stocking prime directives <laughs> oh, fan. You mean the Canadian produced, uh, TV movies. Oh yeah. The, of the, yeah silk those are so good. Although they, uh, they didn't, they didn't shoot the, the two leads that well. Uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Really although I, although very creative uses of squibs in that yeah. uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. I think only us are laughing at this. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you don't gonna... know what a squib is, it's the thing that makes blood shoot out of somebody's chest or whatever or when they're shot A better TV. question is, do you know what silk stockings is? That's the question. Uh, yeah. So silk stockings was this like sexy, almost skin, like like two levels, a level or two below Skinamax in terms of like Yeah, it's just uh, a sexy nudity. pop show that was on USA, basically. Yeah, it aired <laughs> late at night, and uh, it, it, it was, you know, pushing pushing the limits of what you could show on cable back then. Yeah, it, it had the edge back then, the yeah. cable so, edge. So I'm just saying, you could use squibs <laughs> a different way. <laughs> the sexy shit. <laughs> 
All right. So Brittany. All right, moving along. Brittany says that Atwater used to be a chemist, then commander, then we. That's basically the most important thing between their conversation. Then we cut to Commander Cash appearing at another store. And I guess this, uh, the manager of this store, didn't hear about, uh, you know, Commander Cash inciting a riot. Uh, I mean, maybe we can assume that this is happening during the same day. And But Media Break is already talking about it, so why wouldn't he watch it? But anyway, uh, he shows up at a store and tells all the kids once again to take what they want. And, uh, <laughs> and then Commander Cash says, um, he's like asking the manager if he has any... Eliminator 3000s and he says he brought his own and it's basically this uh I remember this toy like that was actually on the market that was like six guns that formed that one big one that he uh put together uh -huh. do you remember that commercial v vaguely yeah 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 and they just painted it basically but the thing with uh commander cash is, is that it's real and he blows a hole in a commander cash uh standee and then of course um RoboCop just uh, magically shows up. Um, a kid falls down, and uh, Commander Cash helps him up. And uh, the store manager brings out his own shotgun. <laughs> it shoots. Uh, he tries. He shoots uh, Commander Cash, but luckily he's wearing a vest. Uh, what do you think about the actions of the store manager here? Uh, yeah, this store manager, uh, overly dedicated, uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta protect uh, those toys, I, man. I don't know that sh shooting a gun. I mean, he's the most violent person in the entire episode, right. to be frank. He's the, he's the only one that like really shoots at someone with a bullet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, it, it, it was kind of insane because there's a bunch of kids around and he's like firing the shotgun i say kind of insane. on brand for robocop though for sure i i don't think that we mentioned earlier because it's kind of important <laughs> to the story <laughs> that uh when robocop first uh runs into commander cash and commander cash you know says his diatribe about cartoon law and this mm -hmm. and that like uh i think it happens in the first meeting robocop like we see his screen his you know through his vision mm -hmm. like you do or whatever and it says that like he's analyzing i guess like commander cash's uh the things he's seeing to see if he's telling the truth or not oh yeah and and it says like comes up like 99 percent truthful or 100 percent truthful something like that so basically robocop knows that or at least thinks that commander cash is telling the truth about the things he says right no good good eye there good eye uh so commander Which becomes important later yes absolutely um so Commander Cash, who was okay because he was wearing a bulletproof vest, tells the kids to stop. OCP issued. Yeah, <laughs> tells the kids to stop uh, RoboCop. So they all like run in front of him. And man, this next scene completely cracked me up. So behind all the kids who are in between Commander Cash and RoboCop, Commander Cash raises up his hands like this. And like walks slash flies out like Freakazoid from the show Freakazoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I laughed so hard when I saw that. Like I, I, was, I'm like, what did you think? Yeah, it was really funny. So he, like you said, he puts his hands up like he's gonna fly away like Superman, but instead he just walks out away as if he's flying. I mean, did you watch yeah. Freakazoid back in the day? Uh, no, but I, but I know what you're talking he, about. He used to always um, do that, yeah. And I just uh, it was like, wow, that's we are definitely in the yeah, 90s. And, 
And then Robocop, you know, thigh opens up, mm. you know, pulls out his big gun. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. oh, finally. He shoots out a, 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 a little. I don't even think we really see it. Anything come out of no, the gun. No, but he, they he didn't have the money for that. <laughs> He tags. He basically like with like an Apple Air tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he puts an Apple Air tag on um, Commander Cash, mm. who pretty comedically is like ah, yeah. <laughs> like he holds his ass or something. Yeah, it doesn't bother to take it off. Um, and it's funny no. because uh, Spider-Man used to do that a lot in the comics. He'd fire a spider tracker at, if he ran out of web and like couldn't catch up with the guy, and he'd track him later. And that's exactly what happens here. Um, RoboCop uh, tracks Commander Cash to the cleanest warehouse I've ever seen. Um, uh, <laughs> on the inside, though, there's a lot of sort of weird, I guess it's supposed to be like used carnival equipment, which I feel like is, I don't know, apropos somehow to the story. I don't know. Like it's supposed to be the stuff that's supposed to be like fun and for kids. And here it is like discarded laying around in a warehouse, kind of like commander cash himself. I wonder if they actually put that much thought into it, but that's how it is. Um, so RoboCop steps into, I don't know the proper term for this uh, trap, but he steps into like a, a noose basically. And it pulls him up. Yeah, it's the classic. You stepped into like uh, a rope with you know this, that's got like a circle thingy, like a noose, and then it lifts him up uh, by the foot. And man, it was violent, like that <laughs> yank. Yeah, holy shit! And what I think like, is like I got whiplash watching. Right, and what that. I think is funny is then they showed him like uh, when um, he shot himself down because RoboCop again. Finally, he gets to shoot real bullets at something. Of course, it's not a human being. He shoots at the rope, and then they basically, and it's got, it's a mannequin, you can tell. Like, he falls and, like, hits his head. Like, Oh, I'm sorry that they didn't kill someone for you, Steve. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't even, we don't need to see it, is what I'm saying. Like, they could have just, and then they could have even had him, you know, and then the next cut is just him pulling himself up or whatever. But anyway. But yeah, Robocop lands on top of his head. <laughs> he comes down at a perfect 90-degree yeah. angle. <laughs> yes. It's uh, reminiscent of... Uh, Owen Hart putting uh, Stunning Steve in yeah. that uh, horrible, well, what was that move? Uh, <laughs> pile driver, pile driver. Yeah, a tombstone pile yeah. driver. Um, but uh, I, I think it was a mannequin the whole time, too, from the moment, oh, sure. like the noose. Because the noose, like, it's not, the footage isn't sped up. And it's so violent <laughs> and quick. Mm -hmm. And, like, for you to, like, yanks, like, like a, a person up that quickly, like, that would, that would fuck them up, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, and it would require like a lot of torque uh, and a lot of, uh, you, you know, so yeah, it was definitely a mannequin from the beginning to the end. And yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. He comes straight down on the top of his bean and then next cut is him like sitting up like Undertaker style. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, so anyway, Commander Cash is all like, he says, welcome, welcome RoboCop. He calls like the warehouse is like, Lair or Fortress of Solitude or something like that. Um, and then we quickly cut to Madigan telling the lab tech that Atwater is poisoning the kids with um, uh, with something. But uh, they scan the cereal, but they can't find anything in it. And now we're back. Uh, um, Robocop is pursuing Commander Cash. And Commander Cash drops, like, it's got to be 100 sacks of cement on Robocop and uh, knocks him down. But the way he like does it, it's like this, the cement is like, I, I didn't think it was cement. I thought it was like sandbags. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but it could be cement. Yeah, yeah, it, maybe you're right. But anyways, it's all stacked it's up really wall, high. Yeah. But, but like like a bookshelf mm-hmm. kind of a thing. That too. Yeah. And basically, he just like tips it over uh, onto Robocop. But it's like a 30-foot-tall bookshelf. And yeah, like you said, it's like a crazy amount of like, you know, bags of cement or sand or whatever it is. And it falls on Robocop. Uh, that his like head is sticking up through it like he's a damn cartoon. <laughs> See, I believe, uh, I believe that trap a lot more than the old... Uh you know, noose and sling deal because I mean, RoboCop would have seen it like it's, but anyway, it's, just... but this RoboCop moves like super slow yes. compared to the, <laughs> yes, he... to the movies. Yes, he does. Um, so, uh, yeah, now, um, commander cash, he's like, um, basically he confides in RoboCop and he's like, you trust me, right? Because of, uh, because of cartoon law and RoboCop goes cartoon law. <laughs> And he's like, here, this, uh, I'm going to need your spike, RoboCop. This is going to explain everything better than I ever could. So uh, RoboCop uh, extends his uh, (laughs) spike and uh, Roddy Piper. He sticks it in this beeping box. Because uh, at first, I, I think it's supposed to be implied because the box is like beeping. Mm-hmm. The, the box that Commander Cash is holding, it was that a it's bomb. Like a bomb. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's a great little misdirect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a bomb. It's just he likes his, what would you call this device? It's like a portable computer yeah, of I some put... sort, I guess, because RoboCop mm-hmm. interfaces with it with his spike terminal, which, you know, I, I love how RoboCop's like spike terminal. It like has so many uses. It can interface with computers. It can stab people. In the throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if your dragon dildo is, you know, I, you know, somewhere else, you can use it. I guess I don't know. Uh. <laughs> you can use it to cut up spam if you're eating it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I wrote down that it was just a hard drive. But you know, in the RoboCop world, yeah, you if you build a, a all OCP hard drives are built with the RoboCop spike like in the, the interface, basically. So uh, yeah. And the yeah. funny thing is that you know I could believe that, but nobody else, no other like not Ed Two Hundred Nine, not. Uh, Kane from RoboCop 2. No other robots have that spike. So it's like not uh, very... What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, come on, you know this. Uh, like it's, it's not like a, like a standardized yes, connector, like it. a USB connector yeah, or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. It's the RoboCop connector. That's what it is. But yeah. But anyways, Ro- RoboCop starts fingering this uh, <laughs> uh, portable hard drive or whatever. Right. And then we, <laughs> and, we see uh, what he sees. And it's this, uh, it's almost like a, do you remember motion comics when those were a thing? And That's exactly what I thought of. Like, I used to have a CD-ROM with the mask motion comic. Nice. Uh, and that's what it is, where it's, like, partly animated. Uh, pretty well done, though. Yeah, I really liked uh, the art. And basically, it's um, the backstory of what happened between uh, Atwater and Commander Cash. And Commander Cash's real name is Tex Jones, which I'm pretty sure is like an amalgam of uh, Tex Avery and Chuck Jones, you know, the animators. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I can see because, that. Because um, he is, he himself, I mean, he's basically an animator, but they say that he's a audio video engineer who, uh, and then Atwater shows up and he wants to work with him. He says he's created this undetectable psychotonic liquid 
but uh, but Tex is a stand-up guy, and of course uh, turns him down. Yeah. Well, we should say what Tex created. Yeah. That. Oh Because yeah. what Tex? What did he create? Yeah. Because I think you're confusing what Atwater created with what Tex. No, created. I was saying because what Tex Atwater created the psychotonic liquid. Yes. Right, right. And then Tex had created like a way to basically implant information yes. into somebody's brain with the idea of like, oh, our spies are our spies, like I guess our US the Canadian spies, spies are the yeah. here. Yeah. He he's like, uh, you know, when when we send Gretzky undercover, he'll be able to uh, be up but he says basically like, you know, our our brave spies will be able to like be up to date on, you know, all the information that we need them to have, you know, mm. uh, without risking, you know, having to, like, send them, like, a paper or something, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Atwater busted, and he's like, hey, I want to use your thing that I don't know how I know about it, <laughs> but I want to use your thing to, in combination with my crazy, what was it, the psycho drug thing or whatever? Liquid, yes. Yeah. To uh, control people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Tex, uh, but he turns them down. And uh, so uh, rather than just walking away, this is Atwater we're talking about here, like the the craziest, over-the-top, campiest, cartoony supervillain in real life leaves a grenade in Texas lab that he just doesn't get to in time. It, it explodes, but of course he lives. And the whole building explodes. Yeah, but of course his uh, face is scarred. It's very similar to the uh, Dark Man origin, actually. Uh, but, uh, and so he vowed, uh, uh, oh, and also I should say that Tex Jones, he's the true creator of Commander Cash. Um, and, uh, mm -hmm. Atwater basically steals all of his work. Uh, and then he vowed, uh, to get, uh, revenge. And then basically that is the end of the motion comic. And my question to you. Although, although we do see like a montage within the comic of Tex, like recovering his whole body is like in a cast right. you know and you see him working out while his face is still like all bandaged yeah, up practicing um, his blow up drills took, like, yeah yeah and atwater thinks like tex died yes uh, yes. yes he does and he doesn't know that tex this whole time has been taking steroids and uh <laughs> cocaine building himself yeah. back up and becoming and the best promo who ever lived yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, my question to you, Yehel, and this was the first question that popped in my mm. head when this motion comic was done, is like, when did uh, Tex Jones have time to make his own motion comic? <laughs> I guess while he was recovering, uh, you know. Uh, sure. You know, you, you, I know we see him, you know, curling uh, in the motion comic, you know, some some dumbbells. So at some right. point, his arms healed before the rest of his body. So I, I guess that's when he did it to pass but the I time. Like, it's just like, well, I'm going to have to explain myself to someone eventually. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and make a motion comic out of it. Ah, that sounds good. But the thing is, Steve, like, you know. Because it's not like fully animated, mm -hmm. it's really just like thirty drawings. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I made the my own motion comic for the trailer for Escape to Earth. Uh, Kickstarter yeah. going on right now. I'll mention it again. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So it is possible. Uh, and and the thing to me that's like really funny about it though is like when he ha you know gives like tells RoboCop to stick his uh, spike Robo dildo into <laughs> into the uh, the spike. Thank you. I it's called a it RoboCock. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, by the way, so like RoboCop doesn't have a penis, but then they make his like way to interface with computers this phallic like thing. Like that's kind of that's kind of mean. I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's what Paul Verhoeven was uh, was thinking when um, I mean well not 
I mean, maybe yeah. it, it might be like some kind of uh, anyway commentary, yeah. but who cares? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just thought it was weird that he was like, okay, RoboCop, this motion comic will explain it better than I could. Yeah. And then the motion comic is just uh, Commander Cash narrating his own story anyway, so he's still explaining yeah. it to RoboCop <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the the kids would have been bored if there wasn't a mo- like little little Johnny watching RoboCop the series with his dad would have been bored if it was just uh, you know I think I almost would have prefer- yeah. preferred like a Roddy Piper monologue because uh, they you realize they only show him briefly with the mask off like just once like just once yeah 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 after the comic the Roddy Piper takes off his mask. Or Commander Cash takes off his mask, and Steve, I'm sure tears roll down your face <laughs> as you saw like uh, half of Roddy Piper's face was disfigured. I bawled. I bawled. Uh, yeah. And and then you you held your wife's hand, <laughs> turned your face to her, and as one solitary tear streamed down your face, you said, "I don't care. I love him just the way he is." <laughs> You're not wrong, buddy. You're not wrong. As your wife yelled, "It's our anniversary." <laughs> <laughs> it's not really, but still. And two silk stocking squibs went off. Okay, the end. All right. <laughs> Way to bring it back around. All right, let's finish this day. Come on. Uh, yeah, okay. So now, we, all right, we cut to Lab Tech and Madigan can't figure out how the mind control works. Robocop shows up just in time and says, You just have to add milk. And so, yeah, that was the missing thing um, was milk. Like, Yeah, that was in the comic, in the comic, yeah. that uh, the ingredient is milk. And we should point out that in the Robo Lab back at OCP, they were they, they, they did like tests on the cereal and all this other stuff. Oh, I mentioned that. And yeah. they couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. Oh, did mm-hmm. you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's a three-part mind control uh, plan here. You got to have the cereal and the glasses and the commercial and then you add, I guess that's four parts. Then you add the milk, and then you get your mind-controlled kids, which I think you probably don't need that much to control the minds of kids. But, uh, hey, what do I know? I'm just some parent. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so cut to, we're back at out. Steve's like, I've tried. <laughs> it, it's harder than you think. Uh, so at Atwater's office, uh, Commander Cash confronts Atwater. Um, Commander Cash... Um, he slam body slams him on the desk, which I appreciated. Um, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Atwater throws uh, an exploding Commander Cash action figure at command at the real life Commander Cash, which, man, that is the height of like Batman villainy right there. It's like, oh, I yes. just happened to create a real exploding Commander Cash. Woo! Like. This turns into 1960s Batman, right? The only thing missing are the POWs. Yeah, and, you know. oh, 100%. So, uh, go ahead. I, we also get, like, uh, Atwater at this point reveals his plan, which is, mm-hmm. like, basically he says, you know, I control these kids now, and you know what? These kids in 10 years, they're going to be running everything, and you know who will be running them? Me, yeah. Atwater. <laughs> Yeah, it was the delivery was so great, so over the top. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, why doesn't Atwater just skip, you, you know, save himself 10 years of waiting and make alcohol? Uh, <laughs> but, but do this mind control thing with alcohol, you know? Right. There know. you go. I guess you can't do it with milk. You don't want to put milk in your beer. <laughs> Ew, that's disgusting. So uh, Robo arrives and try um, tries to ar- arrest Atwater, but he calls down that 
weird gun thing that we mentioned before, and it shoots tasers, or, or not really tasers, but electrocuting. I would say two miniature suck plungers <laughs> that uh, electrocute RoboCop. A suck plunger, <laughs> huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, okay, so the suck plungers come out. They, they attach themselves to RoboCop, and they're electrocuting him. And then Commander Cash shows up and with his, uh, well, actually his hand, his gloves are clearly rubber, but he still gets electrocuted anyway as he saves RoboCop by um, pulling the um, the suck plungers yeah. off of him. And then Robo calls him a hero. Um, Atwater. Tr- I-, I thought Commander Cash was going to die. Yeah, right yeah me too. But I knew this was for kids. I knew they wouldn't do it. I knew they wouldn't kill him off in the back of my mind. I knew it. Um, so Atwater tries to escape. Madigan confronts him, and uh, then he takes his um, assistant, Brittany, hostage. And uh, the, previously to this, we see that Brittany is uh, consuming these the super flakes, and she's also dressed up as Commander Cash's, I guess, sidekick or wife. Who is yeah, like I, think, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Your typical Rob Liefeld or Liefeld drawn, like big boobed Supergirl, basically. <laughs> and um, and so okay, Atwater. Um, Atwater tries to run. Robo. Uh, I think I missed. I missed a part. But anyway, Commander Cash commands Brittany to attack Atwater. He calls her the um, her superhero name. I can't remember what it was. And she does so because she was eating the cereal. So she was under the mind control right. as well. And I was like, lovely. They found a reason for this person to exist, like, in the story. Yeah. I, like, I was really surprised. Uh, and so Atwater tries to want run, but RoboCop throws a <laughs> puck at him, basically, that goes past it sticks to the door. It then inflates, like, creating a bouncy house, more or less. Yeah, basically, it creates an airbag in the shape of the doorway. <laughs> and Atwater, who is running full speed to get away, bounces off of it. Yes, and, and then he... Like, I, I Steve, I, I will applaud the producers for showing some restraint here and not adding a giant boing <laughs> sound effect, because I'm sure somebody suggested it. If this had been, um, like, season, like, eight of Hercules or Xena, that boing sound would have been there. I, I guarantee yeah. you that. So anyway, uh, he bounces back and he falls down. The commander cash gives him the old punch to the face. And uh, then RoboCop. And, and whoa, whoa, whoa. he punches Atwater and then Atwater hits the ground and slides like 30 <laughs> feet across the room <laughs> from the punch. Right. <laughs> like if you punch somebody hard enough to make them like slide across the room, mm. their head would come off of their neck. Oh, sure. You know? sure. But uh, of course he just like a cartoon slides down mm-hmm. to RoboCop's feet. Mm, absolutely. And uh, yeah. And then that is basically the episode of Robo and commander cash. They then um, sort of pose for the, Kiss. For the cameras basically. I mean, if you want them to, you hell, I, I suppose in your mind they can. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and that is basically um, RoboCop uh, versus Commander Cash, uh, yeah. season one. There, there is one other thing, though, at the very end when Commander Cash and RoboCop kind of, uh, and I can't believe you failed to mention this. You know, they kind of, like, do their handshake, mm-hmm. you know, thing, like, oh, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly what Commander Cash says to RoboCop, but then RoboCop's reply is, 
car tune law. Oh, yeah. You know, they have a little moment. <laughs> yeah. They brought it you back know, to I, the cartoon I, law. Yeah. Yeah. Something about like, oh, you know, uh, you know, the good guys always win or, or you know, you're a great hero. Mm-hmm. And then RoboCop says cartoon law. And then RoboCop and <laughs> Commander Cash, they kind of turned to almost face the camera head on as people start taking pictures of them. And then they're inside a building. And Commander Cash's cape starts flowing in the air. Because of course it does. Because of it, it... There's no wind, but it just starts flowing in the air inside of this building. I mean, someone could have turned on an air conditioner, you know? I mean... Dude, oh my god. I fucking died laughing uh, when that happened. Yeah. Like so fucking funny and then then did you uh stay around for the credits to hear that weird end credits song no that's like it's weird it's like lita ford and like someone else who like wasn't even popular anymore in the 90s oh yeah yeah yeah. i did catch a little bit of it apparently there at one point they actually released the soundtrack on cd for robocop the series i would I would love to find one of those in like a 50 cent bin somewhere just to say I mm. have it. I'm surprised they didn't release it in, in cone so RoboCop could uh, finger thing. <laughs> uh, wow. I was interested to see where that was going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, cone and then his I, thing yeah, is hey, like. You, you oh, did you it, got buddy. It? Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready to render your verdict on uh, RoboCop the series episode 14? I am. I, I do want to say hello to Sasquatch in time. Hey, in yeah. Where, where's that guy Good been? Lost in time, I'll, I'd say. But welcome back. Rather than being grateful for you being here with us, uh, Steve is mad. I'm grateful. I'm just uh, wondering where you've been. <laughs> we haven't seen you in so long, not even on TikTok. Uh, that was. Steve has some questions after the show. Stick around. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Let's do this thing. All right, Yehel Velasquez Esquire, um, defender of cartoon law. <laughs> do you mm. think that uh, Robocop the series, episode 14, Robocop versus Commander Cash? should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black robo void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, this is a very easy remembered for me. Uh, like I, I said earlier, this is basically like RoboCop in the vein of 1960s Adam West Batman. And it really works. Uh, you know, you can really tell that they have to go out of their way to find ways for RoboCop to not hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> and you know i think there's one of two ways you can go about that is you can kind of like try and hide the violence or just not do it and be campy and silly and because everybody commits mm-hmm. to it it really works and i i don't know how the rest of the robocop series is i i can only imagine like how difficult it was to do 23 episodes where robocop can't really be robocop right um but for this episode, man, it really, really works. The guy that plays Atwater, Barry Flatman, uh, is incredible. Like, he is, he is so over the top. Uh, that, like, there's, like, lots of little things he does in his performance that we didn't go into, just faces he makes. Um, you know, he does, like, some real funny physical comedy. Um, yeah, and, and we didn't mention it, but if you want to watch this episode, you can watch this. I, you can watch, like... I think every piece of RoboCop live action media right now for free on yep, Tubi. Yes, you can. Um, and this is on Tubi. This is episode 13. Um, 
uh, on some places it's episode 14. Uh, right. Uh, I, I, I think it's because like there's like an hour and a half episode that's divided into two episodes in some places, but not in others. Right. But anyway, Steve, uh, what say you? Yeah, I was uh, pretty sure I was not going to like this. Like I said, because I've had a hard time trying to rewatch the pilot. But man, this was so over the top and campy. I, I loved it as well. And, and you're... And Roddy's in it. Sure. I mean, he did such a great job. Everyone committed so hard uh, that it's kind of hard not to like it. Even if, you know, you think the idea of RoboCop, like, not shooting dudes in the dick is uh, hard to swallow. Ugh, that's a horrible sentence. Um, mm, interesting. <laughs> it's a... Insert silk stocking squid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's still, uh, like... RoboCop kind of ends up coming off the most uh, boring character because everyone else is so over the top that it's hilarious. Um, and this is something that I could actually watch with my son um, where, you know, the other movies, it's going to be a few years <laughs> before I can show yeah. him that stuff. I mean, aside from RoboCop 3, but you know, we don't need to mention that one. But yeah, I uh, loved it. Loved the over the top performances. Uh, and yeah, it felt... Um, Felt like they really spent some money on this. Uh, too bad they couldn't get a second season. I, uh, from what I was reading, they just didn't have the um, the viewing numbers at the time, so it just uh, just went away. I, I think this would have been hard to do. Uh, I, I mean, I'm shocked that they even did twenty something episodes because with the restrictions, mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I, I would imagine. I, I I do wish they would have kept going because I would imagine that by season four. Uh, maybe even sooner, they'd have to go like so campy and so like over the top. Like we 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 would get like Family Matters level of <laughs> plots where like it's RoboCop in space, you know? Oh, RoboCop made a a sexy clone of himself, you know, like Steve Arkell and all that stuff. Oh man, that would be hilarious. Oh man, you're these are this yeah. is gold, you know? You're just giving it away over here on the internet. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. I mean. Yeah, so uh, let me go ahead. So obviously, um, RoboCop, the series, episode 14 or 13, you shall be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right, so I uh, hope you guys agree. Let us know what you think. Uh, but real quick, we've got a question here from Good Form, aka uh, Rob, the only other reptilian media employee. Do you think the best way to bring back a RoboCop production would be in the form of adult animation like Invincible? Oh, man, I think that's a great idea. Um, I don't know what, uh, yeah, I. I that sounds like dead on. I'm surprised they haven't uh, tried that yet. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think RoboCop making a sexy clone of himself like <laughs> Steve Urkel did in Family Matters might be the best way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or you could do that. But, I mean, I think uh, right now it sounds like the game is probably the, uh, the thing that's going to reignite any interest in uh, RoboCop. Uh, it sounds like it's doing well. I was hoping it was going to be on sale from steam but i went and checked and it is not unfortunately yeah it, it, unfortunately because it's it, it's doing so well we're probably not going to see a sale on it for a little bit but yeah I'm, I'm sure within six months or so you know we'll see it come down 20 bucks or so because yeah i'm kind of holding off on getting it myself too till it goes uh on sale but I, I do know a few people that have played it and uh 
yeah, they, they they all really enjoyed it. And oh, and Steve, I finally watched uh, the first episode of Invincible. Oh yeah, what'd you uh, think? As you've been after me for about four years to watch, <laughs> uh, it was good. I liked I liked it, but I've only watched I watched it like two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, but I only watched the first episode just because I I've got so many other things I'm kind of watching. I'm like, ah, oh, let me finish a few things. I hear you, but uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but. Uh... Having a hard time getting through the second season. The writing, I feel like, has taken a hit. But the first season is great. You should stick oh, with really? it, buddy. <laughs> you should stick with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, a friend of mine that worked on, uh, he did like a CG model before I started doing them for my own videos. He did my X-Band uh, 3D model. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, it actually worked on season two of Invincible. Well, um, uh, you know, I what did i i'll, I'll let him I mean, know i love him. uh invincible season two do you think he would come, come onto the show maybe we can <laughs> chat with him well he, he worked like on the visuals yeah i mean that uh, would still be cool or i mean if he's eh, we'll talk about it off air uh yeah, yeah yeah but uh he's worked on a bunch of stuff what's that he's worked on a bunch yeah, of well, stuff yeah, like star like wars a guy we should movies and talk to i mean i'm sure He's got to be into some weird shit like Silk Stockings Jr. Don't you don't you think <laughs> something that doesn't yeah. even hey, exist? Hey Yoshi, why don't you come on my uh, <laughs> as his name? Why don't you why don't you come on my podcast and uh, <laughs> destroy your professional career? <laughs> hey, we've had we've had a few guests and everything turned out okay for them. <laughs> I mean, they're employed, we're not. I mean, so. All right, what's this? A way to bring RoboCop back is with sock puppets. RoboSock and the stain removers. Come on, it works. Can you tell me I'm doing laundry right now? Uh, hey, it makes me feel good that we're helping you get your laundry clean. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, I've got an uh, update on uh, Rob Liefeld, if you want to hear it, since we mentioned him earlier. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, so I... A couple weeks back, it might even be a month now, I found this uh, great Facebook group, and it's called uh, Obscure Superhero Characters, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I mean, it's definitely the group uh, for me. Every other day, they're um, posting the Badger or the Ultraverse, or um, and sometimes they actually have people that I've never uh, heard of posted in there. So for a couple weeks there, everything was going great. And then one day, a guy shows up, and he's like, hey... I love Rob Liefeld and you should too. So of course that ignited a fury in the group and like everyone just started, either they were for him or against him. Like everyone was talking about old Liefeld as they do. And then I swear two to three days later, who shows up in the goddamn chat room, but Rob Liefeld himself. He's like candy. Man. He is. Or Beetlejuice. If you say his name enough, he'll show up. So, uh, Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he started showing up posting his own obscure characters into the chat room. And he was like, ha, 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 I'm Rob Liefeld. I see you guys were talking about me, like, more or less. And I'm just like, what is this guy doing with his free time? Like, if I had as much money as he does, I, I wouldn't be hanging out trying to, you know, I don't know, chat it up on Facebook about people talking about me and stuff like i don't know it's weird yeah I, I mean my guess is that like he's going on facebook and the search field putting in his name and just you know filtering posts and seeing seeing what's new <laughs> <laughs> well i'm 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 hoping he checked out our uh episode on young blood then <laughs> but uh i mean i posted it in and that's the thing is that i'm already in a rob liefeld facebook group that he made himself <laughs> 
Like, I didn't even realize that, you know, he had made it, which we've already discussed in a past episode. So why does he have to follow me to this other one? I just wanted to be in a Facebook group that's Rob Liefeld oh, free. You think he's following oh, yeah. you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> Watch out. He's coming after <laughs> you next, wrestling with gaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's enough delusion for one day. Um, thanks, everybody, in the chat. And uh, if you found us through the RoboCop Facebook group, which is Rob Liefeld free currently, of course, since I'm already talking about him, he's probably going to show up in there. Uh, thanks so much for checking us out. Uh, please subscribe, like, and uh, tell your friends. Uh, one of these days, we're going to talk about Super Force, that RoboCop ripoff. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, that's something to look forward to, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I can't wait. I've never heard of it. And uh, to everyone else, uh, the, the upcoming month will all be Christmas-related stuff. Uh, we'll have a list on Twitter and Instagram soon enough. Um, so uh, uh, anything else you have before we sign off? Uh, nope, I am good. And uh, all right, make sure you check out uh, the Escape to Earth Kickstarter, which uh, the promo is incoming now, and we will see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. Seen it. Seen it. Hated it. It was okay, I guess. Better in the 90s. Seen it. There's nothing I like on TV anymore. I'm done with movies and television. I'm gonna go old school. Read a good book. What the? Rob, you don't want that. You at least want something with pictures, don't you? Do I? Well, then you should try comic books, especially Escape to Earth, issue one. Whoa, it does have pictures in it and cool artwork, too, and drawings and coloring and dinosaurs. Whoa, it kind of reminds me of that movie franchise, Jurassic World, starring Chris. <laughs> uh, that was awesome, but it's so short. I finished it so fast. Rob, you idiot. Don't you know how comic books work? There's at least, there's already a second issue and a third one is on the way at Kickstarter. Get out of town. It's true. In fact, you can go to Kickstarter right now and buy copies one and two and support issue three. And how. So I guess I'll go on Kickstarter right now because I want to see what happens in part three. I should probably read part two first though. You should buy multiple copies of both parts. Oh, okay. The Kickstarter ends December 1st, so you can expect to get your books by March 2024. Whoa, that's one of my favorite months of the year. Mine too. What? <laughs> but what if I'm a weirdo who likes to read digital comics? Don't worry, we have a digital catch-up tuner as well. Oh. <laughs> so what actually happens in this book? I only looked at the pictures. Well, uh, it's about an intergalactic thief who falls to Earth and has to team up with a woman who can control dinosaurs with her mind. Whoa, that's pretty cool. It's just a story I was looking for. <sighs> wow, that was great. I can't wait for issues two and three to arrive in the mail by March 2024. In the meantime, I have some books to burn. They mean nothing to me now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. 
subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.